Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason. And we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. All you motherfuckers are going to pay. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're going to fuck your mothers while you watch and cry like little whiny bitches. We're going to make them eat our shit, then shit out our shit, and then eat their shit that's made up of our shit that we made them eat. And then all you motherfuckers are next. Love, James Sound Bob. I am, I am one of your hosts, David Bell. I'm a second uh, of your hosts, Tom Ryman. And I would like to start by thanking our producer at Nerd Numbers, who is, uh, well, I said it, our producer. It's a producer and they came the to show. us. Well, they came to us and they said, you know, Listen, I would like to They came to, to us with an podcast. idea. <laughs> Yeah. And the idea is that we are looking at Kevin Smith movies in pairs. Uh, and we're, we're going from the outside in. So we started with, for example, Clerks and I believe the Jay and Silent Bob, Jay and Silent Bob reboot? reboot, I think. Yeah. And so we keep, we're, we're, as t- we're collapsing his career in on itself uh, time wise, which means that we did. So we did our first pair. All right. And we're completing our second pair. Which is Mallrats, which we already covered. We did. We did do that's right. And this 2016 comedy called Yoga Hosers. Hmm. <laughs> A movie I had not seen before. No, today. Neither, no, yeah, same. Hard same. Uh, I remember yeah. when it came out, though. I did too. Yeah. And I, I did want to see it. And then I just sort of forgot to see it. And then it was that sort of thing where it was like, it, it just got harder and harder to hit play um, <laughs> as I got a, It's kind of like Tusk. I haven't seen Tusk yet, and we're gonna for this. And Tusk, it was just like, it's not, it has nothing to do with like what I thought the movie would be. It's just those are premises that I was like, I don't know when I'll have time to sit down for this. Uh, so I am, uh, I guess what I'm saying is thank you at Nerd Nevmers, because finally I get to see Yoga Hosers. Uh, and w- uh, we're going to talk about the movie in general, mm. and then at the end we're going to kind of talk about how does it match up or pair up with Mallrats as a movie. Very interestingly, I think. Um, yeah, I think so too. In, a, in, a, in a, um, a, an unexpected way, maybe. Perhaps. We'll see. Yeah, I, I have some notes about that. Uh, this is a PG-13 film, which right away surprised me. Oh, I didn't even realize that. <laughs> okay. No, it, it, it doesn't need to... It, like. It to me this felt like it just happened to be PG thirteen like they didn't yeah. hold back. It doesn't feel uh, like it goes out of its way to avoid anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think part of the reason I avoided this movie is because of uh, it has Johnny Depp in it, uh, and it has Johnny Depp in it now, like a now Johnny Depp. Yeah. After all the things. Yeah. Um, there's also I remember from the trailer, and it winds up being a pretty minimal part of this movie. But I remember from the trailer, 
the reveal that like the Nazi villain was creating these little bratsies, little bratwurst Nazis, uh, to go kill all the critics of his work. So it seemed like this movie was like going to be Kevin Smith raging on critics for shitting on his uh, his recent films. Right, and uh, it super isn't. If anything, it's it's making fun of people who are mad at critics. Yes, like it really is not that. So it it, it feels, and it's such a brief. It really is only like two minutes of the movie that even addresses what the bad guy's plan is. Right. So the the trailer did a, I think, a big disservice to this movie by making it seem like it was a movie about Kevin Smith taking his critics to task, and it it's not that at all. Yeah. Um. Um. So that's good. That was that was a, a a pleasant surprise. Yeah. You know what else I will say? I was delighted by in this movie, the Bratzies. The Bratzies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, I couldn't tell you why, but I I enjoyed every listen, second of them. It's Kevin Smith in a in a hot dog <laughs> costume uh, that is also in a Mountie costume. Uh, yeah. with a Hitler mustache running around saying nonsense German phrases. Yeah. And it's like, all right, you uh, accept it. Yeah. <laughs> I have accepted this. As good as it can be. Yeah. It's- yeah. Yeah. We should already talk about since we've, you know, this is kind of a, we just watched cause we just watched this movie for the first time. Yeah. I would say overall, I didn't hate this film. I did. Um, I didn't hate this film. I really liked the first half of it. Yeah, I was kind of overall delighted by it. Um, did it make me laugh? There was a few parts that did make me laugh. Yes. Sometimes out of absurdity. Sometimes I just really liked the performance. Um, it's weird to say it this way. I just kind of really respect this film and what it's being. Uh, because it reminded me of another movie we had watched recently called Strange Brew. Yeah. It's it's that. It's, it's a very um, positive buddy comedy. Mm-hmm. like slacker comedy right yeah it's almost what it starts out as and i kind of wish it would have stayed this way well i guess we'll talk about that in a little bit especially yeah. especially when we start comparing it to mall rats um it starts out like it's pretty much just going to be girl clerks like clerks with teenage girls um yeah and it's, i really um, like that idea and like the first half of the movie is kind of that's what it is yep it's lily rose depp and harley quinn smith yeah um, kind of like they're in a girl band, um, like the, the glam, Riot Girl. Called Glamthrax. Glamthrax, which is great. Their, uh, their th- drummer is Adam Brody. <laughs> yes, it sure is. <laughs> That's pretty great. Who is visibly twice their age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they don't, I mean, they're uh, not trying to pretend he's a teenager, although that would have been funny too. That would have been pretty funny. But they, they just lean into the fact that he's just kind of like this burnout who answered an ad and they just constantly dunk on him for being old. <laughs> right. And this is of the genre that's very few and far in between, which is part of the reason I respect this movie, just because very short supply of the teen girl comedies. Yeah. Uh, and often they are overlooked. I mean, there's a whole thing, you know, we did a best bad movie about Josie and the Pussycats. I've since watched that movie again. That's definitely one of those movies where it's like, really feels like this should have gotten more credit. It's a great there's, movie. Now we've since had you know there's since been tons of think pieces about that yeah um i would say this also kind of deserves credit for i really i i really thought lily rose depp and harley quinn smith did a perfectly fine job a good job at 
doing this like they're almost like Bill and Ted. A little bit. Like yeah. they're they're very positive. They're they're uh, a little bit. They're they're kind of dumb. They're they're mostly positive. Um I think and this is just the uh, after watching her in a few of, of her dad's movies. Uh, Harley Quinn Smith is she does a fine job. She's not the best actress, but uh you know, they No, they, I mean they have very genuine chemistry and it's because they're friends in real life, I suspect is is a big part of that. Um, so it works. It totally works. Yeah, I think they really work in this. Yeah, I would say more than the reboot. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, like you said, very natural. It's also just fun. It's just a fun... Yeah. Uh, it's definitely a very much a family film. Kevin Smith's mother is in this. Um, did you notice that? I didn't. Who does she play? Uh, 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 she's one of the customers at the beginning who oh, walks in. Okay. Yeah, and of course uh, Jennifer Smith is his Kevin Smith's wife. Um, she's in it. She plays then, Harley Quinn Smith's mom. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Johnny Depp is technically. I would. Here's what I'll say about Johnny Depp: is he's doing like Christoph Waltz with a head, head injury. He's doing in a, this movie. He's doing a uh, like a dirtbag Clouseau. Yeah. I would say he both should and shouldn't be in this movie. Uh, like, removing him from the scandals, right? Yeah. He he is the father of one of the characters, so that's very much a traditional Kevin Smith thing to do. Yeah. Um, he honestly kind of distracted me. Because this genre, I don't think you can have, like, international superstars in the genre. Does that make sense? Where it's like, he's almost too famous for this genre. Well- I could see they cover him up with enough makeup and he's doing an, a broad enough character that if you didn't already know it was him, you might not realize it. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so all that aside, he's doing fine. He knows what he's, movie he's in. Uh, he's funny. He, it's a, it's a funny character. Oh really? See, I didn't find him that funny. I thought he, I thought he was, I thought he was endearing. Yeah, and it was, I don't know. Okay. It's that's it's that's the thing with Johnny Depp. It's like it's like uh, you know, and he's in a movie, well, but course, then you watch him in the movie, you're like, God damn it, he's good at it. Yeah, we talk about this all the time, yeah. which is that like an actor, like an actor can be good at their job and a piece of and trash, a garbage person. Yeah, yeah, it's, and we need to actually recognize that as part of the reason we need to accept when they've done something bad because it's okay to say i think this person's a good actor or director or comedian but also i don't think i think they need consequences for the bad things they did like that both can be true yeah yeah and also true is you can have trouble watching that person or not want to watch their films in general because of that yeah because you don't want to support them this is all true perfectly valid so you know and i don't think anybody is, would mistake that but just to be clear any praise we uh, assign to johnny depp in this episode is strictly based on his performance in the film yeah and i would say this is a big part of why i didn't watch this because i did feel bad about like that uh, aspect of this i'm not i'm pretty much done with johnny depp well if, uh, if it's any consolation i'm sure he did this for free that's a good point because uh, it's um, it's just he's doing a movie with his kid and his kid's friend like the movie didn't have much of a budget it certainly didn't have much of a box office to speak of i don't expect he got paid very much if anything at all for this yeah it's more of like it's a shame he's in this 
because I, I do think he distracts from the fact that this movie is a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> Haley Joel as Canadian Hitler. Yeah, that's a real guy. Adrian Arcand, the guy oh, that he I, I assumed, is yeah, a I real assumed. guy. But just when they cut to him, it was like, of course. Yep. Um, He's Canadian you know, Hitler is how he plays it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, imagine Canadian Hitler in your head. That's what he That's, that's what, what he is. Get. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's um, uh, Haley Joel. <laughs> a cameo I did not expect, but might have been in the trailers. Now I think about it. Stan Lee is in this film. He sure is. Yeah, I did. I forgot about him. Kevin Conroy shows up with a a, a kid named Robin. I think. Yep, yep. We got Justin Long because, of course, we do. Justin Long uh, was he delivers the stuff that made me laugh out loud. Like yeah, that. he's he's having a great he's, time. He plays their yoga instructor, and he's just in. The, the the different poses he's taking them through are uh, very funny. It's yeah. it's it's a lot like his his bit in Zack and Miri where he's just naming different porns right. he's been in. So it's it's like this, right. it's the same kind of joke, but he's just now it's yoga poses, like absurd yoga poses. It's pretty funny. Yeah, uh, Ralph Garman, uh, who is the, the villain, doing what Ralph Garman does, which is voices. I I will say that was worked into this in a way that I also enjoyed because it was so stupid it was really stupid and his voice and I, <laughs> was the funniest thing to me was that like his the voices he does aren't that great except when he got to adam west and i was like oh that's pretty good adam west. yeah and they also very good instinct where he's doing all these boomer vo- voices like he's doing celebrities that like are older and so they have it so johnny depp his character is the only person who actually yeah, cares. He has to, well he has to keep explaining to the girls yeah. what impression he's doing yeah. <laughs> and they're like uh, when Tony- he starts doing adam west they're like that's not batman batman's like where's the trigger joker <laughs> and they do that yeah. like back and forth for a minute it's very funny the point uh, where tony yeah. hale is in this tony well. hale absolutely is in it doing an adorable and natasha leone yeah adorable canadian accented tony hale and adorable uh, canadian accented latasha Le- natasha leone yeah i will say if i was canadian I don't know how Canadian any of these actors were. This is, but if I was a Canadian, I'd be is, watching this. I'd be like, hey, now. It's a Canada <laughs> face a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right. Guys, settle down. Settle the fuck down. <laughs> like, because they go into it hard. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, God, uh, we should, should we go through the plot? Because it feels like you started talking about how you liked the first half. Yeah, so basically it's it's teenage girl clerks. They work at this this uh shop called A A like E H like Canadians. Like A to Z. Uh A to Z. And yeah, so they're they're just kind of burnouts who work at this convenience store. They're in a band and then there's shots of them going to school and going to their yoga classes. So the first chunk of this movie was just like basically a slack like a like a gen x slacker comedy like updated with like millennial slang and stuff yeah like a gen x slacker comedy with two teenage girls and i was really into that and then the second half introduces all the weird bratsy stuff and like the the secret plot of canadian hitler to make an army of hitler clones that become bratwursts uh the part that is both unnecessary but i liked 
is they transition us from those two moments with a couple of Satanists. Yeah, two teenage boys <laughs> who are Satanists who try to murder them to as, as part of Completely unrelated. Completely unrelated. They just happen to be murderous Satanists, and then Baratzis erupt from their assholes, and they die. Yeah. But I really appreciated Harley Quinn Smith's scene with the Satanist where like she's trying to work with him because <laughs> she's like has a crush on this character. Yeah. So there's this moment where he's like explaining it all and she's like being very chill about him being like, so, you know, you know how you guys are into ho- yo- yoga? It's like that for, for, for Satan. And she's like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Like I liked that. <laughs> and I also liked her. Yeah, no, her follow up of like, did you know he was religious <laughs> to the other? <laughs> that's and a that's a line. very funny way to phrase it. Yeah. yeah, that's a very Randall line. It is, yeah. <laughs> Pure Kevin Smith dialogue there, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. People are handling the dialogue well enough. Yeah, no, it's it's um, not this movie. Unlike the uh, Silent Bob reboot that we watched recently, the dialogue never felt super overwritten. Right, I would also say, uh, this is an interesting thing that I realized about this versus the reboot, mm-hmm. and like even Clerks 2, um, although Clerks, I'd say, le- less had this problem, where it's like, it, you know, that problem where it feels like it's re- just doing all the same jokes again. This movie d- wasn't that. Yeah. It has, a, it has like one reference to Clerks, Yeah, um, but it's generally like a similar vibes, but it it's kind of comforting to watch this after watching the reboot and being like, Oh, this does like, he's not repeating a bunch of jokes in this. This is a whole new lore. This is a whole new set of characters. It's a bunch of new jokes. Yeah. Um, and so whether or not you find them funny, it's nice to see that side of it. Um, and I did find a lot of this stuff very funny. I liked her thinking about Instagramming her friend's chalk line. Yeah. Oh, Hunter's chalk line. We should Insta- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should Instagram it. Oh, um I we should have pointed out uh Vanessa Paradis, who is uh Lily Rose Depp's mom, is uh their teacher at school. She's a history right. teacher. Right. Um yeah, that was I'm sorry, that was a cameo we forgot about. So it's like Yeah, a li- lot of people literally both yeah, both both uh actresses' parents are in this film. <laughs> Right, yeah. Um, anyway. I really liked the where's the trigger part. Yeah, because they, they keep repeating it to the point yeah. where eventually Depp's character is like, Batman does not even say that to the Joker. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this, yeah. Fuck, I liked the... Um, it's... I can see why people would not like this movie. Um it's you know it it's weird it's uh it's it's weird in a way that's charming to me but uh, in a way that i recognize would not beat other people has a very low metacritic score um but well it's yeah we go back and we talked about strange brew as being like a movie that didn't quite hold up um again this isn't just strange brew because it's canadian i should point that out it's strange brew to me that it takes it takes two optimistic like like best friends Mm -hmm. aggressively best pals and it throws them into a bizarre uh adventure like another movie yeah yeah like another movie uh based around a a, a otherwise mundane workplace um and a lot of it like bill and ted again there's this overall vibe of positivity and it's just kind of it's a little like dorky it's like dorky silly yeah you know what i mean Mm 
Um, and so, and that makes it kind of fun. Uh, but I can, I can really see, uh, yeah, I can really see someone watching this and being like, I didn't the enjoy a single moment yeah, of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, you know, it's, I don't know. It's chaotic. Um, it's pretty small. Uh, it's, it's very ridiculous. Um, I don't know. Like I, like I said, I, I liked the first half more than the second half, although I'm, I'm fine with the total package. Uh, I, it's it's fine. It's it's a movie that I did not expect to ever get around to watching. So, right, I'm and I'm glad I, I did. I'm glad that we did for this for this uh, program. I have two like genuine things that I was like, I I I wish that was different. Okay. Um, one is I I don't think the editing device worked, which was that very Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. like where they keep showing video game yeah they're showing everybody's like uh instagram profile when they went to when yeah, they introduce but, a new character but they were doing it like old video game graphics and yes. it was kind of like pick a lane it was a little like a, it was a confused thing yeah yeah and so that felt weird to me um i will also say that this is also this is i think a problem is that the characters don't really have an arc uh that nothing really like they go on an adventure, uh, but nothing like at the very beginning. There's that idea of like, what are their wants, right? They don't have any. Yeah, they just. You and know. then at the end, it's like, do they get those wants? And they don't really have that. They want to go to the party, right? Yeah. They want. The, they want to be popular. Yeah, they want to go hang out with those two teenage guys who turn out to be Satan worshippers. Yeah. Um, and so there's sort of a lack of that that I would say uh, his other slacker comedies have. Yeah. Um, and this kind of goes into the comparison. Is It's just that there wasn't even that much of like a, you know, it's uh, they want to go to White Castle. Like, give them something. Yeah, you know, they, they like, need to pass their history project or like even Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. They're trying to get their TV back. And then exactly. They're, and they're, then they're trying to score with the woman who they're actually supposed to kill anyway but it, right. yeah, it doesn't and, and it doesn't, so there's like, like nothing there's there's no real thing for them to do they just kind of like fall into this weird bratsy conspiracy defeat it very quickly and then they're just back at work at the end and that's yeah it. and so it, it's, it's sort like an, of it's like an episode of something yeah it is isn't it yeah um except even episodes of something usually have a character the conflict is it happens because a character wants something or has to do something and that's not present here no it's not um other weird question is this tied into the movie tusk yes okay <laughs> i haven't seen tusk i haven't yet, seen tusk so either watching it backwards. but they they make it clear that these two characters are in tusk and that they rescue justin long somehow yeah somehow okay yeah. good to know yep um, and that apparently this will also connect into Moose Jaws as the True North trilogy whenever Kevin Smith gets around to making Moose Jaws. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty excited for that. I kind of like this weird Kevin Smith. Like in this, there's like the meat monster, like almost like a John dies at the end. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. And I, I do like that. He looks it's almost like evil dead humor, like little people being crushed like weird monsters. Yeah. Like I kind of like this new grotesque Kevin Smith stuff that is very much not in his early work. Yeah. And to be clear, when, when Dave says little people, he means the Bratzies, which are I mean, like yeah, eight little people. Tall. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like like Ash's miniature clones in Army of Darkness. Yeah, it's very Army of Darkness. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's like uh, it started with Red State where he was trying to do like straightforward horror and then I haven't seen Tusk. Uh but then like with this movie uh and then like the stuff he does in Wolf Cop, it's like, oh, he's getting into this like slapstick horror territory. Yeah, it's like it's like maybe he got a taste for it. Mm-hmm. Like after Red State, he was like, This is really fun. Yeah. Um Oh, we haven't even mentioned Jason Mewes is also in Yeah, this. Jason Mewes is briefly in it as a cop of all things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They credit him as Rogue Cop. Rogue Cop. <laughs> I I mean that was intentional, right? Of course. Like what do we what do we make him? Let's make him make the him cop. a cop. Um I really love mm, very funny. I really, really loved that their principal is named Principal Invincible. <laughs> that's such a fucking killer it's joke so stupid, such a I killer joke that's that's the level we're at you know like i we've been unapologetically jo- into yeah, dumb like, things yeah in the past yeah this is another one of those things i i am a i will always go to bat for pure jokes because yeah. that's you know that's the bedrock of of comedy uh and mm-hmm. kevin smith you know, for however you feel about a lot of his recent filmography, like I didn't love the reboot because there's a lot of rehash jokes and stuff, but he's still pretty good at writing jokes. Yeah, specifically very juvenile jokes. Yeah. Uh, like, did you did you watch this till the end credits? Like, did you, at the very end credits, they play back the podcast, which I used to listen to a lot. Oh, no, I, I watched. Listen to as much. I watched when they were doing O Canada, but then. I didn't. Okay. Stay to the end. Over the credits, you hear the podcast where they come up with yoga hosers. And it's while being, it's while at least Kevin Smith is audibly stoned. And they're just <laughs> laughing at how stupid it is. And that's what it is, is this movie was well, come up. That's how Tusk like, you came can, up with, too, right? Yeah. You can hear these movies get, like, get invented in his podcast. And it's often stoned. And it's just, we think this is funny. Yeah. Um, and and so it that's it. It's just Scott Mosier says the words yoga hosers on the podcast, and they can't get over it, and it starts expanding <laughs> into like a running gag where they're just like making it something, and the, until it became a movie. Yeah, sure. And that's yeah, that's why like Ralph Garman's there, I assume, because he's on that podcast as well. Um, and and yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's that sort of thing where it's like. This has always been kind of with Kevin Smith is I've read like really harsh criticisms of him. Yeah. And they always come off as dicks, the critics. Um, And like, I feel like Kevin Smith needs to know that is, and it's not necessarily because what he's making is gold. It's because he's making stuff that's kind of like just from his heart. Right. um, And he's, and like is fun. And it's like, all right, it doesn't, that doesn't mean it's good necessarily. But like to be angry at him for that, yeah, it's just it makes people come off like dicks. And he's so outside the system, yeah. At least in terms, yeah, of it's not how, punching up how his movies are made. Like he's so outside the Hollywood system now, right? Um, this isn't a billion dollar Marvel movie. It's a it's a slacker comedy. It's an underdog from the start. Yeah. Um, and so like, I don't know, saying like, I didn't think that was funny. I didn't like it. It's like, I get that. You don't have to like something. Um, but to be mad at someone <laughs> for like making these movies, it's like, there's nothing in it. That's like, hurt, like hurting anybody. No, 
it's not mean spirited, you know? No. Um, I mean, there's a bit of Canada face. We've <laughs> a little, talked little bit about of Canada that. face, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how <laughs> offended Canadians would be by this film. I don't think I don't think they're able to get offended. Yeah, that's that's part of being yeah. Canadian, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, you, you can't. You you are physically unable to get uh, get offended. Mm, now we're doing it. Oh, the line "I don't want to die in Canada" was very funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I don't know. Do you agree? Like, it's it's not my favorite of his movies, but I certainly enjoyed it. It was really charming. More yeah. than I thought I would. It, yeah, more than was, I thought I would. And it was weirdly sweet. Um, like, because it's it's basically like a dad making a movie for his kids. Like, yeah, like quite literally. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, um, I don't know, but I, I would say that the kids they held their own. Oh yeah, they they. I I would say they were they nailed it. Like they they were they were a delight in it as well. Um, yeah, it definitely is like that. It does serve that purpose, you know. Um, yeah, and you could argue not every kid gets that opportunity. Uh, but like, I think for what it is, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was perfectly fine. There was, uh, some, some good chucks were had. Yeah. 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 So we should talk about how it compares to mall rats, right? Yes. Um, right off the bat, I'll say the thing that sticks out to me the most is what we talked about a little bit in the mall rats episode where it's like, it's clerks, but with this like Looney Tunes hat on. And that's what yeah. and that's what this movie is. It is absolutely. Um, it definitely more like Clerks and Mallrats. It focuses on generational divide. Both this movie and Clerks has adults being like, you know what your problem is, you know. Yeah. They do that stuff, but it is definitely that Mallrats tone, which is funny. We yeah we talked about this in Mallrats is that Kevin Smith almost immediately picked up that Looney Tunes tone. And it's the moment he had a budget to do that. Yeah. And this is the same way. They have explosions. They have little bratwurst. Um, and so it's like that realization of like, oh, this is something. If he had millions of dollars to make clerks, he might have done weird shit in that. Too, right. So it's like, know? this is not a misstep. This is part of his DNA. Like this is yeah. this isn't a choice he made in Mallrats that was like, oh, that wasn't great. Uh, this is just part of who he is as a, right. as a filmmaker. <laughs> And here's what I'll say. Uh, there's an aspect of this that I think is better than Mallrats and technically better than uh, Clerks, which is that the characters in those, as much as I love them, they're miserable pieces of shit. They really are. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about this. Is They're not people you want to hang out with. They're, they're funny, but they are dated, um, especially in Mallrats with TS. It's, it's like he just complains the whole movie. These two are, as we've talked about, it's the Bill and Ted. They're actually very positive people. Mm -hmm. They are not, like, even though they're miserable and at work, uh, and they're not particularly great to the customers, they're not, like, shitty in their personal lives. They're not, they're not like, always complaining. Mm -hmm. They're actually kind of, like, the kid flips them off, and they're like, that was cool. That kid's the coolest. You know? Yeah, they just, they yeah. love the fact that this kid just savagely dunked on them. <laughs> yeah, like, the, yeah, the kid, like, does something that would have made Randall or, or Dante be a total prick. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that's funny. Like, they are more, it's almost like a course correction uh, they're not, of this type of. They're not toxic characters. 
Um, They're not toxic. Which, uh, well, I would, and I wouldn't even say necessarily that the characters in Mallrats and Clerks are. They're just, they're, they're, Mall rats and clerks, they're more nihilistic. They're more born from yeah. that Gen X nihilism, uh, especially yeah. more, more so clerks. Um, and this, yes. there's a little more, they're just, I don't know, these characters are just more light and it's a little more fun and a little more, like he's not, it's clear he's not worried at this point in his career about making some grand statement. He just wants to make a funny movie. <laughs> so Right. Uh, I would say and a movie that's yeah. and a movie that's not taking shots at anyone really. Yeah, uh, I would, outside of Canadians. Is, <laughs> yeah, again, Canadians. don't know how offensive this movie is to Canada. <laughs> um, I don't really know if this if movie is whole country right, is yeah. This too. this movie is what finally causes Canada to actually bomb the Baldwins. Right. <laughs> um, this yeah, I would say Brody and TS and them. They're they're more naggy, like they're more like uh, they yell at people. Yeah, and they they're more judgmental of how other people are doing things. Where these they're just a lot more chill. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there is that it's that Gen X defiance um, that we're gonna get more into with chasing Amy. Believe me, Oof. like that that has some Gen Xy shit. Yeah. Uh, Man, J- Jason like Lee in that movie is holy shit. Yep. Yeah, the whole thing with the fucking uh, the the comic book the the guy who's tr- pretending to be like a Black Panther Hooper X. and they're pretending to be yeah Hooper X Hooper and then X. they're pretending to be racist. Yeah. That's such a Gen X. Like that's a funny sequence, and we'll again we'll get to it. Yeah. But that's such a fucking Gen X view. Yeah. Um. It's it's man. Oh, so Gen X. I'm saying that as like it's not a positive nor a negative. It's just it a is, strong. It is what it is. Fuck. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, and so this is not that. Um, and yeah, you could argue some, uh, or uh, I mean, you'd pr- probably be right that a lot of it's where Kevin Smith is in his career. But I also get the impression that there was a lot of input from the actual kids. Oh, of course. In this. Yeah, because yeah, he's not. I would think that Kevin Smith, and you can kind of tell a little bit in the dialogue. Um, again, it's not super overwritten like a lot of his dialogue tends to be. Um, yeah, it's really not. It's it's you, you don't notice it the way that you do in other Kevin Smith movies, so that's nice. Um, and there's definitely a little bit of uh more uh, um what is what is the word more authenticity? I guess it's just it seems more natural. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, uh, from the two actresses. So I suspect they were kind of coaching him on like, well, no, we wouldn't say that. Here is how we would say that. Right, and I do think that Kevin Smith sort of sensed his own. Like even in Clerks Two, it's kind of a meta joke of how they talk. Yeah. Um, and so I think Kevin Smith knows, like, you know, he probably looks back at Clerks and it's like this is just, just some real film school shit. Yeah. Uh, and there's some real like over, you know, using big words that nobody uses and being influenced by, you know, that time. There's, the, the, there's a definite the Tarantino of it all. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think when we go, when we do clerks too, I think we'll probably talk about this more, but there's, when you compare that to the original clerks, you can, there's more of a distinction between characters. Like he got, not every character yeah. sounds the same in Clerks too. So right. it's, it's it's clear like as his career went on, he got a little bit more. Again, it's it's probably less 
it's probably a big thing. So, you know, I, I need to try to get everything into this one movie because I don't know when I'm going to make a movie again. Like when you're a young filmmaker, uh, you're probably more concerned about making your mark. Like, oh, I want to, you know, I got to make my got to make my Desperado. I got to make my Pulp right. Fiction or, or whatever. And, I mean, we ate that shit. Of course. Yes. That, that shit was cool. Yes, it was the coolest in the 90s. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, definitely now you can you can feel it in the in the writing and in, in the different characterizations that he's more open to just having distinct more distinct voices than he usually than he uh previously did when he started out uh less right. afraid to just have weird characters here's another here's another aspect of this um that i'm i, I assume he's aware of this doesn't take place in the view universe right I don't know. I don't know if the Tusk movies do or not. It doesn't. I get the impression that because with the Moose Jaws Tusk, I get the impression that this is also just a different reality. He is not trying like it. I assume I'm not. I assume Kevin Smith has thought about his writing enough to have certain rules to it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like this is just a different reality if that's true it makes sense that they wouldn't fucking go into monologues about star wars and shit it's just not what this is and even if it was in that universe the movie still isn't that you know it still doesn't feel like these two characters don't care about star wars yeah and they're not yeah they just don't it's just not the same vibes yeah it's not look how funny it is that they're arguing about superman and bullshit like that Mm -hmm. Um, it's more of like it's more slapsticky, frankly. Yeah, it's very um, again. It's it's the Looney Tunes vibe of Mallrats. Yeah, it, yeah, it's that ramped up and with the add of gore. Um, Not much gore. That's PG thirteen. Yeah, it's just the, but, the little the little bratsies explode into sauerkraut when they get stepped on. Yeah, and then like yeah, the weird meat monster. Yeah, he, he looks like Rick from Splatterhouse. Yeah, <laughs> uh, dressed up for a hockey game. Yeah, it's a giant. It's a giant yeah, hockey a, ghoul. Basically, is what it, it is. is. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, how do they dispense dispatch it? Oh, they yeah, beat they him up with yoga. The crap out of him. Yeah, they do. The yoga's got to come back. The yoga is so dumb. It's so. It so doesn't matter. <laughs> it's it's so clear funny. that they were. He just tried to write it in because that's the phrase that made them laugh on the podcast. Right, exactly, yoga. Hoses. So he has them do yoga. Uh, to defeat the Bratsies and then to defeat the the hockey ghoul at the end. And it's fine. It's funny. It's a payoff. It's fine. Well, it's that thing where, like, the yoga feels shoehorned in, but so does literally everything, because that's the movie. That's the movie. It is. Yeah. It's, yeah. And so, like, that works in its favor, but I also do think it does work against it in the sense that there isn't, like... And again, it's... Are we, you know, Strange Brew? Is there character arcs in that? You know, like, no, does it necessarily need it? But I do think there is a certain element where it's like the reason we have that in movies is to make the characters. It's like it's what makes characters classic characters to me. Uh, And often like it's just like, yeah, I I think that I think that could have been worked in here. You know, I think we could have used that. I think there could have been a little more of an emotional side for these characters uh you know it's it's not necessary like the 
again, where it's sort of he was making a very specific type of movie, mm-hmm. and I would say he accomplished that. Uh, but I think there's some room for improvement there. But you know, who am I? I don't know. Yeah, I'm just some. I'm just some guy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just sitting here. I'm just some guy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just some guy watching the movie. Um, but like in terms of like my enjoyment of the movie, I guess I would have I would have liked a little more attachment to the characters. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and because they and it, they're kind of just along for the ride yeah they like they absolutely save the day and stuff but nothing really in their decision making no they're just kind of watching the movie just like we are so yeah it would, it would, things are just sort of happening to them i would i would connect with them more and in like yeah like exactly like what you were saying if ha- having them have like an identifiable want would it just helps you connect them more i don't know yeah, which he's not. Kevin Smith isn't unfamiliar with this. No, he usually you know, does. Chainsaw it. Yeah. And Bob. Yeah. yeah, they they go to stop the movie from getting made. I would say in the reboot, it's actually a really good arc, um, which is like I want to stop the movie from getting made and then throwing away that dream mm-hmm. or that goal. <clears throat> in the third act, like yeah, he is usually very aware of it. So this was clearly like we're just having fun. Yeah, I'm not really doing this for anybody. No. Like, I, I'm just, I don't, like, it would be so silly to make a movie like this and then worry about what the critics have to say about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, it is definitely, like, you put that back to back with Mallrats. Mallrats, I would guess, I have no evidence of this, is probably the one of the more stressful movies he ever made. I'm sure. It's right after his first one. It's this is it. Oh, it's his, right? I think it's this his, is your career. This is only studio movie too. Right? Are you gonna make a? Are you gonna be a one hit wonder, or are you gonna have a career? Mallrats. You know, this is what's gonna define you more than your first film. Uh, and then there, yeah, the studios involved versus this, where it's almost like Kevin Smith is like, I've done all the things I want to do. Like that's where he feels like right in this part of his career where he's just like. I don't need, I don't have a need to make, like, that's what it feels like. Yeah. He has nothing to prove as a filmmaker. That, that is what, so he's that is what it feels like. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I like, and, and I, so, I like that. I, I, I appreciate that. I do too. Uh, I, I do appreciate that. It doesn't mean I'll always like his newer movies, nope. but like, I, I, I'm always going to appreciate, I, that's why I can't wait till we get to red state. Because Red State is him being like, I can make one of these too, and then you watch and you're like, Yeah, I guess you can. Yes, you kind of can. Yeah, there's a I, yeah. <laughs> there's a couple of moments in Red State that I really like. Yeah, where he's like, I can do Eli Roth. I can do an Eli Roth thing. Here, look, and it's like, Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, John Goodman in that. Yeah, fucking John, John Goodman's, Goodman's in great that. in it. Yeah, damn. All right, I'm excited for that. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't know if I have much more to say about this. Uh, no, I think I think we've done our job. We've you know we've co- we've explained the film, what we liked about it, uh, its themes. We've connected it back to Mallrats and identified how they're similar. Um, we did our job. We did You're our right. job. Yeah. Well, what I want to look at right now, real quick, is what is our next pair up going to be? Um, Ooh, that is interesting. I would also like to know this information. Yeah, um, it looks like. From the newer side, it is going to be Tusk. Okay. I'll, we'll finally and get to from, watch Tusk, Dave. It's Tusk and Chasing Amy. Oh, man. Mm, mm, mm. And then we get, mm, 
and this is going to be God. I can't wait for this matchup. Uh, Dogma and Red State. Ooh, yeah, that matches. I, up that actually matches up beautifully, pretty well. Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> I don't think we'll actually get to Clerks too. I'm not sure because after that, it's Jane Silent Bob Strike Back and Cop Out. Um, Woof. I don't know if we want to start breaking the rules here and like have it fold in on itself. I don't know how many episodes of this we're doing is my point. So it might be fun to like fold it in on itself. Mm-hmm. I'm mostly like Dogma and Red State, I think is going to be like the peak for me. That, gonna, that's that's going to be a good day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, stay tuned. We're first going to do Chasing Amy next. Let's just aggressively Gen X. Oof. (laughs) Yep. And then Tusk. And you could argue both films are about someone trying to change another person. Yes. Uh, I don't know to what extent. Somebody bumbling into a a culture that they do not understand. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. But yeah, first Chasing Amy, then Tusk, then Dogma, then Red State. Mm, What a lineup. Mm, Now we're cooking with gas. Now we're cooking with gas. Cooking, so, cooking bratsies with gas. <laughs> so thank you to at Nerd Numbers. Yeah. Uh, thank you very Thanks, much. Thanks, producer- Chum. Yep. Thanks, Chum. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's start using that word for some reason. Yeah. Why wouldn't Why um, wouldn't we? It's a great word. <laughs> uh, folks, this is through our Patreon. If you're interested, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/GamefullyUnemployed. Uh, you go on there for $5 a month, you get access to Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and Spielboys. Those are all on there. Um, for a little more, you can watch movies with us every Friday night. Oh boy, That's can a whole you? Other you thing sure too. can. Mm. You sure can. Check, check it all out. Do it. Yeah. 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 Uh, we also have a store. Head over to GameFanEmployed.com where you can find a link to our Teespring store where we have uh, cool original artwork and designs you can get on T-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all kinds of things. So check that out. Yeah! Check that out, you yoga hosers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, check out some... Do some yoga. Yeah. Do the... Do the, the, the what did they call it? The yoga fet? <laughs> yoga fet. Yeah. Tom, would you believe that I do yoga every day? Uh, sure. Because I don't. Mm. Well, of course I do. I would have believed you. Yeah. You had a real opportunity well, there. You had a real opportunity to lie to me. And you could have you yeah, you could have kept that lie going for years and I never yeah. would have questioned it. Damn. Yo- yeah, yoga's one should've. of those things that doesn't surprise it's just like, yeah, sure. Oh yeah. I've, I I've mean, it's done yoga in the past. I'm I'm terrible at at regularly doing any kind of exercise. I've been better recently. Um mm-hmm. so yoga is just one of those things where it's when somebody's like, would you believe they do yoga? I'm like, yeah, sure. Kind of everybody does it. Yeah, why not? <laughs> like, That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Any, yeah, any, anybody, I, I have, anybody can do at least some yoga that's part of its appeal? Yeah, that's the same with meditation. It's like, can you sit still? And it's like, yeah. And they're like, well, you can meditate. Well, <laughs> that's yeah. I, I, if you told me that if you, if you had asked me, do you believe I meditate? <laughs> I would have said absolutely not. That's I don't think because I, I don't think, do that either. I don't think I know anybody who actually can meditate. Right. Meditating is very specific. You have to like, I like I'm I'm physically not able to do it. <laughs> I I, I cannot stop my brain. Yeah. To focus on no, any no, no. single thing. 
that's actually a really good point. Yeah. Now that you think about yeah. it, is the older you get, meditation it's just yeah, you sit in there, your eyes closed. I don't know if it has much to voice. do with. I don't know if it has much to do with age. I think it just has to do with our brains and the brains of all of our other people we know. That's a good point. <laughs> our squirrel brains. Yeah, you mean? we got the squirrel. We're brains. all of similar brain. Yeah. <laughs> well, is that? I it? I think that's it. <laughs> you guys got a little bit of extra right. flavor on the end there. Yeah, good for I you. I hope you didn't. All I right. hope you didn't shut it off when we started doing the plugs. Never shit it off when we do yeah, the plugs. Yeah, yeah, you get yeah, there are extra stuff. Yeah. We do that on purpose so people have to sit through the plugs. Yeah. We have been we have been giving riddles mm-hmm. and clues yeah. after the plugs to where a treasure is. Yeah. And none of you fuckers none have you found it yet. Sons of bitches have found our treasure. Yeah. So keep keep that in mind. Yeah. This, Don't you feel silly? Yeah. You miserable bastards. All right, <laughs> let's be done. All right, bye. bye. Smoking weed, smoking weed, doing coke, drinking beers.